Welcome to the Wake Before the Day podcast with my parents, Clark and Bobby. We are excited to talk about the Bible and the Holy Spirit adventures. Thanks for listening. Hey everybody, happy Friday. It's Friday. It is Friday <laughs> and happy Friday. Before we get into First Peter chapter 5, mark your calendars, Palm Sunday on Sunday. Let's go. Boom. Easter's coming, everybody. So, uh, super awesome that uh, we're going to do this together. Palm Sunday, then Good Friday services and Easter. Mm-hmm. Anyway, First Peter chapter 5 is going to wrap up the book of First Peter for us, and we'll jump into Second Peter. Really good stuff here. And we got somebody that's gonna Someone else needs to go potty. Go okay. Potty. Go for it, girl. Go. You got the it. The door's open. You Wash got your it. hands when you're done. Okay. We'll see how that goes. Um, really like the images that are given in this chapter. Just yeah. uh, elders, chief elder, chief shepherd. And really, Clark, you were saying too, just like practical, helpful um, advice here for yeah. all of us in chapter five. Jump in. I just think the first couple of verses, Simon Peter, who is a servant and apostle of Jesus Christ, what he's going to talk about here is humility and shepherding mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. practical steps to taking care of the Lord's church. If anybody, again, had a reason to be proud or is able to say, hey, you know, I spent time with Jesus and here's where what I learned, you know, sure. firsthand from him and here's my resume, it would be Peter. And he just walks in with humility and also authority, and he, he mm-hmm. has a good balance about himself, I feel mm-hmm. like. You know, verse 2, it talks about grace and peace be yours in abundance through the knowledge of God and of Jesus our Lord. Mm-hmm. It comes from knowing God, being with God, um, taking care of God's people sure. is what he's called to. And uh, so in this, I'm just blown away by um, the call to be shepherds of God's flock that's under our care and how we're supposed to watch over them, not because we must, but because we're willing, mm-hmm. as God wants us to be, not pursuing dishonest gain, but really eager to serve. So someone now who has witnessed Christ's suffering, watched him resurrect to glory, is now taking care of the Lord's church. And so when I think about a shepherd, yeah, like what does a shepherd do? Well, a shepherd feeds sheep. <laughs> a shepherd protects the sheep. Yep. Shepherd guides the sheep. Mm-hmm. Um, what else does a shepherd do? You play their musical instrument to sheep. There you go. Tends, <laughs> tends to the needs of the sheep, knows them by name. They do. Well, I mean, okay, shepherd, like shepherd is with the sheep constantly. Yeah. Like the yeah. sheep need shepherding. They need all of what you said all the time. It's not like an eight hour gig. And so I think that's one of the images that we often think of. I mean, at least me, that, you know, it's a, it's a, it's a lifestyle actually. Mm-hmm. It's not just like a, a, an eight to five thing. It's not something you can put on and take off. Yeah. And um, I mean, I what sticks out to me in those verses is uh, not under compulsion. This is the ESV, but willingly as God would have you not for shameful gain, but shameful gain, but eagerly not domineering over those in your care with your charge, but being examples I mean, I think of people that are um, our elders at Emmanuel, and I and in this language comes to mind. Like, it's not that I have to; it's that I get to. Mm-hmm. And that's I feel like kind of like today's language is what what Peter's talking about. Oh, for it's sure. Like this is this is um, a position that I have been elected to f- for the fact of doing these things. Yes, but because I get to. Yeah. Like, because it's a gift. This position is a gift and I get to do this. That blows me away when I'm 
reaching out to elders. Like for instance, last couple of weeks, we've yeah. had a number of baptisms come in. So if you want to be baptized at our church, um, if you are a parent and you want your child to be baptized, it's also important that you become a partner in mission because it, right. it takes the community to raise a child. We want to bless you, encourage you, hold you accountable. We want you to do the same to us. Mm-hmm. And that requires conversations and time. And so a number of our elders, these men have jobs and yet they're giving up their evenings because they right. love God. They love the Lord's church and mm-hmm. it's their honor and privilege to walk with people and hear their faith story, mm-hmm. hear what they believe about baptism and why they want to do it. And then even when other situations come up, just requiring care or questions about scripture or theology or the mission of the church, it's right. not just myself and pastor Ken and pastor Mike that step in pastor right. Johnny. We have a number of elders that step up and step in they and their wives to love and care and walk right. with people. And so it's beautiful. And this flows from Jesus being the chief shepherd, mm-hmm. which is what mm-hmm. it says in verse four. When the chief shepherd appears, you'll receive the crown of glory that will never fade away. Mm-hmm. This is what God offers us. And so when you think about Jesus being the chief shepherd, I really appreciate verses five, six, and seven here because the manner yeah. in which Jesus conducted his ministry and then called Peter and James and John and the rest of them too mm-hmm. is one of humility and again authority. And verses 5 through 7 say this, In the same way you who are younger submit yourselves to your elders, all of you clothe yourselves with humility towards one another because God opposed the proud but shows favor to the humble. Mm-hmm. That's Proverbs 3 verse 34. Mm-hmm. Humble yourselves therefore under God's mighty hand that he may lift you up in due time. Cast all your anxiety on him because he cares for you. When I think about Jesus, again, humility is one of the words that comes to my mind. Some of like the stories mm-hmm. of Jesus that stick out is like him washing feet. Where this is God who left the comfort of heaven. You know, not right. only came to the manger, he's going to the cross, but right before he goes to the cross, he takes off his garments, drops down on his knees, and does an mm-hmm. action that was reserved for the lowliest of servants. Right. You're like, okay, like this is humility. And he's showing them, here's what my kingdom's about. Mm-hmm. Here's what my ministry's about. Well, I think that's actually one of the main things that stuck out to me too, is like you're saying the heart positioning and likewise you who are younger. So the same language Peter uses, be subject to. Like, hello, when did we just read that? We've read that all over this chapter. Yep. We read that with husbands and wives. We read yep. that with being subject to the Lord. He says this again, like under his mighty hand. But I love this because we need each other. Mm-hmm. So young folks, we need older folks. Older folks, you need younger folks to keep you those questions it keeps there's a there's a there's an aliveness and honestly the picture that i get is my grandma corver Hmm. she loved being surrounded by people who were earnestly seeking the lord and a lot of those folks were older and a lot of those folks were younger and that's why it's it's not a surprise that we're all in the body of christ together the tricky thing about both of these is that it's excuse me not tricky the call of both of these is that you have to walk in humility to do that and that's why peter's extolling that to us saying clothe yourself because right now in the world today there Hmm. is no humility there is no humility and i mean that very like i mean exactly what i'm saying you can find whatever you want to find on the internet. You don't have to go talk to somebody about it because you don't want to or you don't need whatever. You can you can figure it out yourself. I still remember getting my mom's encyclopedias down and looking things up in grade school because I had no idea. We were studying the rainforest. We were studying, 
we don't understand today the great gift that we have in the generations who have gone before us and how we need them. So I'm talking now to the younger folks, clothe yourself in humility. Lord, keep me clothed in humility so that I will come and I will ask questions and I will hang on to the hand of someone wiser, older, that has walked, that is heading toward the mm. Lord, pointing that, pointing to the Lord, pointing me to them because yeah. we need each other. And uh, uh, that Psalm is just like echoing in my ears. God opposes the proud. Again, this isn't, this isn't um, gray. This is pretty clear here that yeah. we need to, like when you belong to people, you need to humble yourself. And so I, I, I'm really encouraged by that. Actually, I feel like that's one of those things too, where, um, whether you're dealing with really young children or when I'll just say this, I don't think it takes you a long time to interact with people to realize like, yeah, there is, there is the treasure of the Lord is here in these questions, in these wanderings about the Bible, in these lectures or whatever it is about life. Like there, there is treasure Mm. here. And I think that's why we're reading language like a crown of glory, you know, gray hair, like that kind of yeah, stuff. I think anyway. as you keep kind of unpacking that, another picture of Jesus that comes to my mind when I think about humility is him always seeking the will of the Father and being right. submitted to the Not Spirit. Because oftentimes, yeah. like you just said, it can be about this is what I want. Here are my dreams. Here's what I'm going to do today. Sure. And it's not that you can't have dreams and can't have a plan or anything like that, but Jesus was constantly submitting to the authority of the Father and seeking his will as he navigated life and ministry. Yeah. And I think we have to do that as well, Mm -hmm. first and foremost to God, but also to those who are in authority over us. Right. And it's actually a great gift. Another thing Jesus does is he does what's unpopular because sometimes people in the world, whether it's to your marriage or at your job or on your sports team, people will say, yo, you'll get yours. You deserve this or deserve that. And Jesus had his face set to the cross like we're getting ready to celebrate on, on Palm Sunday. And he's like, I'm going to mm-hmm. do this. Like when Peter said, no, no, Jesus, you're not going to do that. Right. Jesus is like, get behind me, Satan. What Jesus right. was doing was not popular with his inner circle. But he was submitting to the will of the Father, mm-hmm. empowered by the Spirit, and that's a mark of humility. Uh, verse seven mm-hmm. again just stands out to me. You know, casting your anxiety on Him. Why it stands out is the word "cast." Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, tell us about it. Because I think sometimes in our prayer language, we can talk about laying things at the foot of the cross or handing things over to Jesus. Mm-hmm. When you see the word here "cast," it's literally talking about throwing something away or tossing okay. something far from you. And I hmm. wonder if this warning here is to get the things that are causing us anxiety far from us, like things that should hmm. not cause us anxiety. Right. Um, a desire a desire for wealth, a desire for popularity, desire for a, a new this or that, or a bigger this or that, or... I don't know. It, it, that's just resonating in my heart right now as I read this. Um, we give these things to God, and we're seeking contentment mm-hmm. and submission. Because the, the overarching theme here again is submission, service, and humility. So, what things hold me back from that and cause me anxiety? Right. Um, the desire for prestige, reputation, position, status, wealth. Um, anyways, I'll have to continue to unpack that in my own heart as I read it. But God's mm-hmm. calling us to walk humbly with Him. And know that he's the God who in Matthew 6 says, I clothe the flowers in the field with the splendor of Solomon. And you see the birds that fly in the air? I give them food and give them a nest. Mm. 
I'll take care of you mm-hmm. is, uh, is kind of what stands out to me. That's really good. I mean, the language at the end too, I'll just continue reading it. So you did verse seven. I'll do eight and nine. Be sober minded, be watchful. Your adversary, the devil prowls around like a roaring lion seeking to seeking someone to devour, resist him. Firm in your faith, knowing that the same kinds of suffering are being experienced by your brotherhood throughout the world. So why this sticks out to me, number one, is because it's personalizing evil. Right now, everybody uses Hmm. kind of this vague term for like darkness or evil and like hard things, bad things that are happening around the world. And it's like, no, we don't need to have vague terms here. We know who it is. We know what's going on. And we know that this person is directly against us. And so let's know that and then resist him. And so again, like you used the kind of a word study for the word casting. Resisting doesn't mean tolerating. So I'll just let you think about what that means in your own brain. But resisting means resisting. That means like with all of you, with mind, body, spirit, firm in your faith. And then I love this part, knowing that the same kinds of suffering are being experienced by your brotherhood throughout the world. Why Mm. that's important is because that's another tactic of the evil one is that you're alone. You're alone. You're the only one that battles that. Nobody else needs to know. Nobody else does know. How can anybody know? It's only you. No, it's it's just you in your family, in your workplace. And, and that is such a lie. And Peter's getting at that now. He's saying like, folks, right now, even with what's going on in our time, whether it's um, like we're talking about um, serving and walking in humility, whether it's one of those things or whether it's in the previous chapters about your suffering or whether it's in the previous ones about marriage, you're not alone. Yeah. Number one, because the brotherhood is also walking in this. And there's all over, there's all kinds of places in the Bible. When Paul, is it in Ephesus? I don't have the reference, but um, this, the Holy Spirit comes to Paul in a dream and he says, no, I have a remnant of people here. Don't leave. I have a remnant of people oh, here that I'm going to rise up. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I think it's in Corinth. It's yeah. all over the place. And then we're reading through the children's Bible too. And in, in, in um, through first and second Samuel mm-hmm. and same thing where people feel alone because of what Ahab and Jezebel are doing. And people are estranged. And, and the Lord reminds yeah. Elijah, no, like I have people here. And so believe that folks, you're not alone in what you're doing. And even though it feels like that, we can lean into what we're feeling, but let's hang on to the truth. Yeah, the picture that that's, you're I think not. we've used before, maybe in just sermons I've cut from like National Geographic is the mm-hmm. wolf hunting the gazelle or whatever, oh. the, the bison. And they're like okay. all in a herd running around. And okay. what the wolves do is they'll just continue to run and chase and oh, they yeah. can turn left and right until yeah. one peels off by itself. Sure. And sometimes we think we can be mavericks and lone Christians and go about our own way. But th- mm-hmm. like you said, you can't do it alone. Mm-hmm. You're not going to last long for one. And two, yeah. um, you're going to get picked apart because you need community. And so the other kind of National Geographic picture you can look for is when animals actually do circle up, whether it's like elephants or hippos <laughs> yeah. or bison. Right. And then the lions and lionesses try to attack and the herd sticks together. Yeah. Like, no, it ain't happening. Stay away from our, our young. Amen. Eventually the predators got to get away because they're going to get stomped on and killed. Right. And it's because the herd, you know, circled the wagons and said, we're going to protect one another. And so, so believe that. So, yeah. Believe that. And then find folks. You need the church. Yep. The church needs you. Mm-hmm. And it's this beautiful union that God created. And uh, God gives you a promise. 
um, this promise to restore and edify and encourage. Verse 10, mm-hmm. he is the God of grace who called you to his internal glory in Christ. And after you have suffered a little while, will himself restore you and make you strong, firm and steadfast to him mm-hmm. be the power forever and ever. And uh, and then, you know, just it's interesting. First Peter ends yeah. talking about Babylon because... Peter's writing this with like Daniel in mind and Isaiah in mind, Jeremiah in mind, when he's mm. writing to Christians who are in exile. So that should really resonate with our Emmanuel folks that are listening to this right now. This is right. what he says in verse uh, um, 13. He says, she who is in Babylon chosen together with you sends her greetings. And so does my son Mark essentially saying we're in exile with you. We're sending you this letter. Mm. We're following God in a pagan and perverted world. To God be the glory. Right. It's like, all right, <laughs> here we go. So anyways, thank you for tuning into the podcast today. Um, Better go check out the bathroom. Check out the bathroom. <laughs> Thanks for enduring a couple potty break interruptions, both Wednesday and today. And uh, again, you're invited on Sunday. We're excited to um, celebrate Palm Sunday. And then we turn our f- attention to Good Friday next week. Good Friday, we're going to have services at 530 and 7 o'clock. And then Easter Sunday, Um, We're going to be talking about waking up to resurrection life. And if you read the Gospels closely, this comes right after the Sabbath, which will tie in perfectly. Those Easter services will be the same time as our traditional Sunday services, 9, 10, 30, noon, and 6 p.m. God bless you, and I hope we talk to you soon. The Lord bless you and keep you. Make his face shine on you and be gracious to you. The Lord turn his face towards you and give him his peace. Have a great day.